I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Bar Chords, a podcast by Guitar Nerds. I am your host, Joe Branton, and well, yes, this is a solid half an hour of guitar nerdery. Think of it as a supplementary podcast to the regular Guitar Nerds hour-long excursion. And this week we're we're going to be checking out some more sound samples because, of course, sound samples are something we do over on the Bar Chords podcast. This is where you can go to listen um, to various things. And, and you know, I was thinking that actually th- this podcast is inevitably going to become more and more sound sample based. So it can kind of be, I guess, the audio demo version of Guitar Nerds. But we're going to be listening to a couple of sound samples. I'm afraid I'm going to talk a little bit about um, my Line 6 Helix again. I'm never sure how much to talk about my line six helix people seem to be like yeah talk about the line six helix but i'm aware that you know i don't know 80 percent 90 percent of people probably don't own one well you should buy one you should definitely buy one they are absolutely uh worth the money you should get one of one of those and uh and yes we're going to be talking about guitars my guitar collection and what guitars i think are cool first of all as i mentioned on uh on the earlier in the week episode of uh, Guitar Nerds, I went on a, a little tour. It's not a tour. When you do two shows, it's not a tour. But, you know, I guess I stayed in hotels you know, for the two nights. So it was an away, a trip away. Anyway, I went to Bristol, which is a, a fantastic place. Great place um, for music. Bristol in the UK, filled with fantastic bands. And I played a lovely little venue called the Crofters Rights with a... Um, with a selection of bands that I really like. And then we went down to Torquay, which um, uh, for listeners within the UK, you know it's uh, an absolute hole for uh, <laughs> for anyone outside. There you go. You now know not to visit. No, Torquay's lovely in the daytime. It's just it suffers from that thing that all uh, seaside towns suffer from, with the exception of Brighton, in that it just becomes very chavvy. Uh, at night on the seafront, yes, it's just full of stag do's and hen do's and the sort of general intelligence level and quality of night being enjoyed is very low. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, anyway, I was playing, the reason I mentioned this is I was playing these shows with a, with a handful of bands, but the band that joined us for both was a band called Only Echoes Remain. Um, who are kind of an ambient post-rock band with a tendency to get a little bit heavy at times, like big. They're the, they're the sort of things that, uh, you know, you could watch 
you know, you could watch video footage of the planets too, if the planets were moving quickly across the screen. That's 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 what I kind of think about them, I guess. But yeah, there are you know there are an epic post rock band, as it were. They've recently changed their setup, so they turned up um, with just their Kempers, two guitarists and a, a bass player and a drummer, obviously. And the two guitarists were running Kempers. The guitar- the bass player was just using, um, I can't remember which, but a Dark Star preamp. Not that you people care about bass, but yes, it was just a, a Dark Star preamp, which of course has a cab sim on it. And I guess as a, a bass, you know, essentially with bass, you just need a good bass tone, don't you? And, and especially as he was using an active, like five or six string, I, um, he was doing a lot of his tone shaping via his Origin uh, uh, Origin Effects compressor and then the EQ on his bass as well. So I guess, you know, the the, the Dark Glass preamp was kind of enough. Um, and, and yeah, they were just going into the... Uh, they were just going into the front of house. So they brought their own sort of loom of stuff um, to plug into. And then uh, they were all on in-ears. So they had their mix in in-ears, in, in-ears, in in-ears. And, um, and yes, uh, there were no amplifiers on stage, which they were like, you know, I was talking to them before, they were like, fantastic, this is a great idea, best idea we've ever had because we know how we're going to sound in every venue um it's really you know and the other thing is like they've got rid of their band van they were like we're just touring in our you know we just all fit in the car now we can just travel around in in a in our like volvo um <laughs> uh you know which which was great great for them it means you know less no big vans no no expensive vans no logging gear in and out of places yeah i was, I was like yeah cool fine great and this must mean your setup's really quick as well no it wasn't. Um, their their setup time uh, was was very slow. Like you know, com- comparatively, in that we were headlining the shows and they they would take more time to set up their stuff than uh, than we would to get amps, you know, on and in some cases off as well and sound check everything. And they were way more reliant on the uh, on the sound engineer, which was fine in bristol <laughs> um but yeah the, you know so it was just i'm not convinced so the reason i mentioned this is i was like great fantastic brilliant you know that you've moved on to these companies and you're so happy tonally and of course if you're ever not happy tonally you have a billion other amplifiers that you can you know change to, to using on the campus so you can always find a way to be happy um i'm just not sure small venues are ready for it which means, is there any point buying a Kemper unless you're Mikey Demas? Because he can buy Kempers and play, you know, large stadiums. And of course, that's, if anything, beneficial to his tone. Because it, you know, it's um, it's coming out of wonderful PA systems and hitting the crowd exactly as he intended it. Rather than with a sort of mic'd up rough version of the sort of sound he's going for, he can hone exactly how he wants to sound and it makes sense it makes perfect sense for the the big stadium shows and i know this is a well trodden track the argument for and against this sort of thing but just to to see it in in situ i was i was a bit like i know i told a story on the main podcast a while ago about someone who had a kemper and they just didn't they didn't know 
how to use it. It was synced to a backing track and they really struggled. And I was just like, wow, you know, the people who have just brought amplifiers are going to be better than you. And you've spent two grand on an amp. And, uh, you know, certainly I'm not saying that about Only Echoes Remain. I happen to think they're a very good band. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a it was definitely a problem with the with the setup time. They were dependent on there being a good sound engineer who was able to deal with this situation. It just seemed like a massive faff in, instead of bringing amps. And I was like, would, do, do they sound any better? In this 200-cap venue, do they sound any better? I'm not sure. At a stadium, you could argue it. At a 200-cap venue, which then asks the question, why is why are so many people buying Kempers? You know, I'm I'm no I'm I'm I know I also play a Helix, but I play a Helix through a cab. I would never play a Helix without an amplifier. Why are all these people buying these products if they don't actually make you sound better in the situation? And then there was the double problem. So they started playing in uh, in I think it was in in Bristol. And uh, I went to the front to watch them and I was like, oh, I can just hear the drummer. <laughs> um, because, of course, the PA is off to the side in, in smaller venues. So, you know, the idea being when you stood at the front, you're getting hit by the amps. I just wasn't getting hit by anything. So it was weird because the entire audience obviously experienced the same thing. And there ended up being a sort of six, ten foot gap at the front of the stage where people were standing far enough back that they could actually hear what was going through the PA. I just thought... Well, I don't know if this is better than bringing an amplifier. The fact is that, you know, the guitarist in my band plays a flipping Boss Katana, which is 300 pounds, and you've bought two 2,000 pound amplifiers, and I am not convinced, even with the high level of gear snobbery which I exude, I'm not convinced it was, um, it was better. So, yeah, so Kemper... And and I guess all of these things. Running through the front of house. I don't think it's a good idea. What do you think? Uh, let us know on the Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, you know, let let me know if you think it's a, a worthwhile thing moving to a PA only based system. Because I certainly don't. So anyway, moving on, moving on from that. Uh, you know, the I've been going on about the David Gilmore thing recently, the, the black strap. It's the first time I really had a close look at all of his gear. And the thing was, I was looking at that, um, the red strap, which is a 1984 Candy Apple Red 50s or 57V um, Stratocaster that's had EMGs fitted in. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize this. But, you know, there's that thing of like 50s and 60s guitars that were modded in the 80s which is kind of what this is i know it's a reissue but you know it's still a 50s looking guitar so everything about the guitar is 50s or 60s or you know very traditional and then the pickups are 80s they are like you they don't have the little pole pieces they're active they're emgs or something like that and i realized that's kind of a thing isn't it like you get those sort of old beat up instruments that that would be like super cool vintage things but they've been used and gigged and replaced with active pickups and i was like that kind of looks pretty cool (laughs) 
so so now for my uh, for my old jazz bass i've been like i need to get a set of bartolini's or emg's but i don't really want active pickups so i was thinking maybe i need to get like a passive set of bartolini's or emg's to go in there i don't know what do you think uh, let me know i realized that i actually have a bass somewhere in a cupboard somewhere um with active emgs but i'm like do i want to put active emgs in a bass that i like i don't know maybe it will sound good you know it only really has to sound loud i guess maybe it will sound good should i do it a 60s jazz bass with active emgs i'm i'm not you know not not 100 convinced but you know, maybe i shall <laughs> So this week, we're going to do some sound samples. The Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Reva. Yes, I'm very, very, very into the Reva. So data choir and Old Blood Noise partnering up to make the Reva. Now, we've spoken about this on the podcast. It's a, a reverse delay reverb with tons of controls on it. Mark Packham has actually said, he certainly said off air, I don't know if he said it on air, but he said, so far this year, the Rever is his favourite pedal, which is madness, because that guy doesn't like ambient soundscapes, but I tell you what I do. So this week, um, I've done sound samples of the Rever to show you just how good it is. I really, truly think if you want something weird and ethereal, this is a great uh, this is a great pedal. I'm afraid this is going to be a bit of an ambient podcast. I realise it's the only way I know how to play. So what I've decided to do is, you know, this week I've, I'm, I'm going to sound sample the Reva. We've got some cool Demodesh stuff for next week. But um, what, I'm actually, what I've actually done is I've managed to get some, uh, some other players on board. Aware of my sort of, you know, single style of playing, I've managed to get... Uh, well, managed to get. Uh, I've got hold of um, Pete Lambrew, who is uh, the guitarist in a band called Alma, spelt V L M V. I think it was because they were abandoned, then there was a pop star called Alma, and they had to move, turn the A's upside down. But yes, Alma, spelt with V's. Um, check them out. They were very, very good. Very good. Um, he has a, a, a fantastic voice and is a very gifted guitar player. So um, I've got Pete coming down to do some some of the playing for the sound samples. And I've got Tom Peters as well, who is uh, um, the guitarist in a band called Alpha Male Tea Party. And he also runs um, Trapdoor Studios in uh, Liverpool. And I think he's a fantastic guitarist as well. Unfortunately, both Telecaster guitarists, I'm afraid, um, which is incidentally what I'm using for the bulk of these uh, uh, these recordings as well. But, um, you yeah, know, nonetheless, very cool. Pete plays an old Japanese 80s Telecaster um, and Tom uh, plays uh, one of the three pickups. Do you remember the three pickup? There were classic player Telecasters. They were black and they came with three bridge pickups. They're like the gnarliest sounding Telecaster ever. So um, very cool, very cool sounding guitar. So I've got both of them. Not this week, but next week. Maybe I should have done that intro next week, but it, you know, it's neither here nor there. Anyway, so um, this week we're going through the Baja Telecaster because I think it sounds fantastic. And I you know, worked out how to make it not make loads of noise. Uh, the answer was to not have an incredibly messy recording space where loads of cables are sort of crossing over each other. And I've got that running into the Line 6 Helix. This time I'm actually using a preset which is built in on the Helix. I'm using their Supro uh, 
preset, which is their um, uh, their copy of a uh, a Supro S sixty six one six. Is that how Americans say it? I can't remember how you do numbers. I'd go six six one six. I think you do sixty six sixteen. Is that how you do it? I don't know. Um, uh, wrong is the answer. But yeah, the the uh, the Supro sixty six sixteen, which was uh, which was an old combo with a a, a single ten inch speaker. It was like a sixties thing, you know, made by Valco, who were of course making all of those things at the time. But it's it's this gorgeous little dead simple, like no controls, master tone, um, uh, you know, combo, tiny little combo. But the, you know, I've never actually heard one of the real ones, but I really like the uh, Line 6 version of it. It's, it's clean, but if you dig in, it's got a little bit of grit, like lovely and dynamic. There's a there's a touch of uh, of of hall reverb on the end, which I, I just, it just came with the preset and I didn't bother turning up. So I popped this in the effects chain. I tried running it, you know, into the amp and tried running it out of the amp. I kind of, I just prefer reverbs run into the front end. So I've done that uh, this time. Um, this pedal is an awful lot of fun. We've done a few things with it. Let's listen to it um, absolutely maxed out. I'll show you how crazy it can go. And then we'll listen to it dialed back. an absolute post-rock uh, machine i very very much enjoy the rever i think it's really cool you should definitely check it out okay so that's it absolutely maxed out we can dial it back a little bit um to be honest i made it so crazy that you can't really hear what's going on now to give you a quick assessment of the rever you have an individual control for reverse for your reverse delay then you've got your normal uh delay and and uh, what i mean by a rotary for those is i mean like a blend and then you've got time and feedback um for for both of those which you know obviously do what do what they do a master reverb blend and the reverb also has a modulation and a field uh control I'm 100% what the field control does, but um, uh, that that is essentially that's the pedal, um, and uh, it also has a, a momentary uh, sort of an unlatching foot switch, so you can bring in or out um, the uh, the reverse depending on how you've got the pedal. Uh, set up. It also has another toggle on the top between uh, reverse and standard delay, so you can use this as an ordinary delay if you want. I've dialed in a bit more of my clean sound here, kept the reverse signal in kind of matched with the regular delay to just show you sort of the weird modulated um, tails that you get off of this. And, you, you know, it, I actually didn't have the modulation that high, but you still have a really chorusy vibe, which I was very into. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
incredibly cool and very, very versatile. I could show you uh, another sound sample of it being maybe used a, a little bit more normally, but um, I, I, I think that's fine. I think we're fine with the crazy stuff. If you want more functional things, let me know. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Well, there you go. That was the old blood noise endeavors rever. I think definitely a pedal worth getting if um, if you're into something weird. So moving back to my guitar collection, I've got a bit bored recently with um, the guitars I own. Not the basses. I've made a few mistakes on purchases recently, and I'm currently enjoying the sort of the the crippling financial state that I'm now in from from buying a couple of bases that I can't really sell on. Anyway, I'm getting you know I'm I'm hankering for for a new guitar. So we we were going around the room talking about uh, the guitars, uh, the guitars that I own. Um, so we've covered like you know the the ES one seven five the Strat. I'm not going to talk about the Baja too much. We we know that it sounds good. I thought it sounded good in those recordings. I think I'm just going to keep using it for uh, um, for all the sound samples and things. I think it sounds very very good. Although I tell you what, you know, uh, on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we were talking about harmony guitars. They actually got in touch with me. In fact, earlier today when I'm recording, um, on the day that I'm recording, yeah, earlier. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today, they got hold of me to to say, oh, you know, thanks for being on the podcast, which is great because, you know, I, I didn't know that they listened to the podcast I, and I hadn't even contacted them. I sometimes contact brands and say, hey, you're on the podcast. But they were like, yeah, you know, we, we all listen to the uh, we listen to the podcast. The guys in the factory will be really chuffed. I was like, oh, cool. Sweet. Anyway, they said, yes, they do make them in the same Kalamazoo factory, which is uh, which is pretty cool. But also they said they're going to send us them. Oh, oh, yes, they're going to send us at least a couple, I think, which is very, very cool indeed. So I'm very excited about getting hold of those Harmony guitars. So you're going to have sound samples of the Harmony guitars on here. 
Um, I'm definitely going to have to get other players for that. I'm never going to get in shred players, you know? Every time I look for a review on YouTube, it's some bloody shredder shredding. I can't stand shredding. It sounds the same on every guitar, and it's rubbish. It's boring. It's just... It's button bashing. That's what it is. It's like button bashing. People who shred are people who think that Tekken is a good computer game. I'm looking for someone who thinks that Skyrim is a good computer game. So yes, we're going to be playing good stuff. You know, post-rocky things, occasional heavy riffage, and I think we're going to throw in a good measure of blues. So it's going to be, you know, hopefully better. Anyway, moving back to the uh, the guitars. Um... Uh, going around the the room of guitars. One of the other things that I have is, of course, a Music Man Sterling St. Vincent, which um, is very, very good. The, the, the St. Vincent, obviously, when it came out, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you'll know that when the uh, Music Man St. Vincent came out, we were very, very excited about it indeed. And, of course... You know, we also very much loved the James Valentine, which is one gear of the year and things like that. And when the Sterling James Valentine came out, we were like, wow, this is too good. It's almost as good as the real music man, James Valentine. And so I got hold of the Sterling St. Vincent, which is not as good as the music man St. Vincent. It's fine. It's fine. Um, It's just not. It's it's not you know it's not perfect like the the James the Sterling James Valentine was outrageous, to be honest I I bought it it was like the first run that they'd done I hear that they've changed the neck um, since then because even the guys at Music Man weren't happy with the neck that Court had used for the uh, for the St Vincent uh, you know for the St Vincent version um, and I'm sure it's 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 changed now because I know they do a number of new models. But it, it, it just this one lacks a little bit. It's still a very, very cool guitar. It's a fantastic finish. The mini humbuckers sound wonderful. It kind of it sounds like a Stratocaster like on steroids, those uh, three mini humbuckers, especially in the sort of middle uh, positions. Um, it it sounds fantastic, very very spanky, very supercharged. Drives lovely, but just has a you know, just a gorgeous, warm, rounded, clean as well. To be honest, the bulk of the time I'm going to use it on the bridge pickup, which is pretty much what I do um, on most guitars. Although I tell you what, for these sound samples, I did use the neck pickup on that telly. Uh, you can tell I'm getting old. I'm starting to use neck pickups but yes the 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 sterling st vincent should you get one they're 750 pounds and i kind of feel like what you're paying for there is the shape because the rest of it doesn't feel any better than most sort of for it it, it doesn't feel any better than the squire you know which is like 400 quid and this is another three and i i do think it's because um it's such an elaborate shape. It's very, very cool. I have been thinking about getting it refinished, though. Um, just because I, d- I don't really play it. It sits on a wall. And I think it sits on a wall because I'm like, this is only okay. I think I would like it more if I got it properly set up. It's got a few buzzes here and there. But um, super cool. Very, very comfy to play. I'm actually really into the neck uh, that's on it. And I think, you know, everything else, wonderful. Like locking tuners, the bridges really solid obviously the pickups sound great 
really good guitar. Now, on the podcast earlier in the week, I asked about refinishing. And on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar. Oh, I've done that too. I've done that twice already. What's the point? Uh, on the Facebook group, um, it was brought to my attention. Um, well, SC Relics. SC Relic guitars were brought to my attention at screlics.co.uk. Obviously, American listeners. This one is not for you, unfortunately. You've got loads of choice, honestly. You have plenty of people that will do this. Here in the UK, well, I certainly felt less so. So a few listeners pointed this brand out to me. Absolutely fantastic. I was very, very chuffed um, to <laughs> to receive this information. So uh, SC Relics, they, have, they do quite a few things. So they will do refinishes and they also do... Uh, bodies they, they'll do you know unloaded bodies in 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 proper nitro finishes and they'll do a gorgeous little thin nitro finish they also obviously you can tell it in the name sc relics they do relicking which is very lovely eh? but you know who isn't a fan of a bit of lacquer checking very cool indeed so i was checking it out i was having a look at the price list for sc relics and i was like my goodness if you want um if you want a telly body if you want a two-piece Alder Telly body, they do one-piece options and there's Ash as well, but, you know, whatever. Two-piece Alder is totally fine. In either a plain colour, a sunburst, a transparent finish, or a candy finish, it's £290. £290 for a nitro-finished body. I thought that was very, very good. Very good indeed. They also do strap bodies at the same price and and and, and also various uh, base bodies. Now, the other thing they do is um, they'll do refinishing as well. But refinishing, because that means you're sending them an instrument in a particular finish, and it's probably going to be in a poly coat by today's standards. So they've, there's there's a fair amount of legwork in, in getting rid of that uh, poly coat. Um, they'll do that for £275. But I'd be like, man, you just... just Get, just get them to send you a body and then keep the other one. That's what I'd do. And they even do paisley finishes. Paisley finishes for £350. Who wouldn't want that? Um, but if you do have a body, you know, uh, that's that, uh, that you like that's already unfinished, they'll do that for £225. Although, you know, like buying an unfinished body is still a couple of hundred quid. So you just you might as well do the whole thing from them but yeah scredix.co.uk i'm like absolutely worth a shout 100 percent. now um i want to talk about the line 6 helix lt again i'm sorry but i want to um i've been messing around with it and trying to trying to work out how to do weird things and I've decided I'm going to show you a couple of them. Because even if you don't have one, you should appreciate that this is a fantastic thing to be able to do. So, um, I was trying to create something very, very ambient. Um, I wanted to turn my guitar really into a sort of um, a Vangelis-style uh, machine. So, what I've done is... Uh, well, first of all... Um, I'm, I actually played this. This part is played on a bass. I used my 1969 Fender Precision Bass. And uh, from that, I ran into the LA Compressor. And the amp at the other end, I'm, I'm actually just using the preamp 
uh, setting because I wanted all these biting highs to come through by not putting a cab sim on on there. Um, so I'm using the uh, the preamp for the Soul Cow, which is the which is the Sun amp, um, the old Sun amp uh, preamp. So I'm running into that. So that's that's either end. That's either end. Now in between, um, I've run an auto swell quite a slow auto swell because I started doing this manually using the the foot switch as a you know to, to volume roll in I just couldn't get it quite dead on so the auto swell was very very handy so I'm running into the auto swell and then out of that into an electric mistress flanger because you know of course you always have one of those on low low in the mix but it just gives you like just a little bit of modulation just a little bit of oddness Every now and again, you just hear everything run out of sync. I Honestly, I recommend running flanges slowly with the mix quite down to anyone who just wants a little a little panace in their sound. Now, from that, I'm uh, I'm I then split my signal, and I'm running into first of all a a space echo with all the heads on, um, and then. Uh, alongside that with the mix down so this is coming through much less because I can I can split the mix of you know my path A and path B so path B with a few decibels cut I'm running into their pitch echo which is octaving upwards and I've just set it to a straight octave so plus 12 cents um, and then from that I'm running the I'm running both of them into a plateau reverb. Uh, the plateau reverb slowly modulates your, um, your, your the, the the reverb tails kind of in a downwards uh, direction. So it's almost like your your sound has left your guitar and goes away for a bit and then drops slowly off of a cliff. Um, and it, it's 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 a lovely ambient sound, but what I've done by creating that split sound and I've got that pitch echo time up really high um, as in a really long time like nearly six seconds it means that anything I play that's then going through the pitch echo is just acting as some weird tinsely artifacts underneath everything to kind of thicken it up like it almost it sounds like I've got another person playing because there are things going on at very very different times but it's very interesting I'll stop talking you can give this a listen tell me what you think So there we have it. Well, my goodness, that was a very effects-heavy episode of uh, of Bar Chords. I promise next week we're going to make it very, very guitar-centric instead to juxtapose the amount of effects we've spoken about this week. 
but you can catch us over on Guitar Nerds, so don't forget to you know follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Guitar Nerds. Check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. And of course, join the Facebook discussion, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum if you want to hear this podcast early. And if you want to get hold of all the extra bits and bobs that we put on the Patreon, I know that Mark Packham is brewing up a new Patreon-only series coming very soon, then patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Farewell. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.